Okiora and welcome to the Hill Country Futures Partnership Program podcast series designed to equip New Zealand Hill Country farmers with decision-making tools and the best forage options for a whole farm system approach, which in turn future-proofs the profitability, sustainability and well-being of our pastoral farmers. I'm your host for this series, Seraperium Lamp, proud to support thriving hill country communities. So we've talked in a previous episode with Dr Nathan Odges, who's worked at Manaki Whenua Lanke Research since 2017, picking up the baton from James Barringer, who uh, has been working on the SMAP, New Zealand's National Soil Map. So we've talked about how this is a first for New Zealand in regards Regards to a sensor network to this sort of uh, detail, would you explain, Nathan, that's never been done before? But let's actually talk broader around the why. Why knowing your soil temp and moisture levels can help you make better decisions. So let's actually start. I mean, there's different soil conditions across different landscapes and different farms. So therefore, it would make sense that knowing the differentiations in soil temp and moisture levels... So why is sensors important and actually uh, letting us have a deeper insight into the space? Yeah, good question. I mean, I think I think it's important because at one level we kind of have an idea that north-facing slopes are going to be warmer and drier, the south-facing slopes on are going to be cooler and, and wetter. You know, we know where the, the, the boggier places might be on the farm, but I think what these sensors are doing is actually providing some, um, a bit of a quantitative evidence base that you can use to uh, to inform your decisions about pasture planning and so on at the farm scale. You know, so that we've got numbers on, here's the temperature on this day, um, on this slope, here's the moisture level um, uh, in this paddock. Um, here's a number that we can point to, to, to help make us, uh, help, help inform the decisions that we need to make. Mm. If you don't have that sort of quantitative information, then I don't know, you're left with your best guess sort of thing. Yeah, and I mean, hill country farmers are, um, have survived for generations on their observational skills and their ability to know what you said, those fundamental things. But uh, how would you explain to a hill country farmer the, the, the bulk of information over years and years of data of the same points in time in the calendar and how they can start to see those shifts and changes and connect that up probably to the yields. And so therefore there is some actual fundamental decision planning that could shift the dial. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, I mean, certainly in this project, we haven't really been collecting data for long enough to be able to properly assess the year-to-year variation in, in some of these important soil properties. Uh, with time, we could do that. Um, uh, but, you know, the thing that I'm excited about is that when you start to measure this sort of thing at the farm scale and and you can pipe that into your model so that you, you can actually map these properties at the farm scale, then as I say, you've kind of got this quantitative base of evidence, these information layers across your farm that then you can actually start to say, well, what can I build on top of these? You know, um, what tools can I build on top of these? What other information layers can I build on top of these fundamental soil properties? that um that i can really use to help inform my decisions so the legume modeling that we've done um in part of this project is an example of that and also too the fact that the climate is changing 
and so therefore with with it comes the soil moisture levels are changing rapidly so the whole point of hill country futures is to future proof mm-hmm. our systems and to do so with such precision of farm scale mapping is is literally here at our fingertips right it is um you know i said in the other episode this is the first for us with with using the LoRa sensors uh the LoRa technology you know in our sensor networks um the other part of that is you know we've made huge advances in in sort of electronics technology battery technology the sensors themselves over the last 10 to 20 years you know, we've been studying soil temperature and moisture variation on farms in New Zealand since the 50s and 60s but back then you know they they were making you know maybe one measurement a week and um that costs maybe the house <laughs> well that's the thing you know at a handful of sites uh, you know, as time went on, sure, data loggers came in, right? Little boxes you stick out in the field next to your sensor, but you've got to go out there every few, every few months and and retrieve the data. You don't know if something's happened in the meantime because you don't get to see the data coming in. Uh, where, where, where we're at today is, is you know, we're measuring every hour, um, but also, you know, we're sending that data up to the to the database, the cloud database. In, in near real time, we can see the data coming in. And we can start to do stuff with that data straight away. We don't have to wait a month or two till someone goes out. And so let's talk about the overlapping with predicting legume growth and that those sorts of exciting things that's come out of the program. Yeah, I can't talk about the growth, but what we did do was um, try and use some of this soil information to predict the potential yield, I guess, um, of, of lucerne on our study farms. It's a potential yield and it kind of, you, I guess in, in doing that, you're assuming that you've got perfect growing conditions, you know, and, um, chief among those, you know, the water is not limiting to the crop, you know. In reality, that's impractical, but that's why it's a potential. Um, the thing for me is that if you've got a layer like that, the potential yield across the whole farm, then you can start to compare that with your actual yield on the ground and start to assess, you know, there might be a gap there between your actual yield and, and in theory, the potential yield. Um, what's causing that gap? Is it just a soil moisture issue? Um, you know, have you had a dry year? Um, or are there, other, some, are there some other soil constraints that might be limiting your production that you need further investigation? So where do farmers go to find the tools that we're talking about, the sensor network and the map? Where, where are some really great starting points? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, so as I say, we've 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 made a little bit of a visualization portal available for our farmers so that they can um, see the measurements coming in um, pretty soon after they're made. Um, I think you know for privacy reasons, they're probably limited in how much of the raw data we can make available. But certainly, you know, throughout this modeling procedure, we've been able to make some kind of nice animations of how the mm-hmm. temperature and moisture changes across the farm over the course of a year. And we'll be looking to make some of those animations available on um, the Hill Country Futures website so that you can see the kind of stuff you might be able to do um, with these models and, and with this data. Um, we're, also certain, uh, we're also looking to make the final report um, coming out of this project available on the website as well. Uh, sometime soon so yeah watch out for that this is part of a wider podcast series 
of Hill Country Futures Partnership Program, which is a wrap of the $8.1 million research program co-funded by Beef and Lamb New Zealand, Ministry for Business, Innovation and Employment, PGG Rights and Seeds and Seed Force New Zealand. For more information, visit hillcountryfutures.co.nz and of course the Beef and Lamb New Zealand Knowledge Hub is huge with heaps of resources online as well. Namahi Nui.